Welcome to the Crushing College Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Safarenko. We have another amazing guest today from the University of Southern California's baseball program. We have catcher Ethan Firestone. Talks a little bit about his journey from high school into college and about his recruitment process. Let's get to it. I'm a 2020 catcher at USC. Um, yeah. Hold on. I'm Ethan Firestone. Hold on a second. You graduated in 2020 of last year for high school. You're graduating. Yeah, you're gra- well, that's 2024. There we go. There we go. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's that's good because uh, growing up, I always saw you as a pitcher, but it seemed that uh, you went to Maranatha High School. You kind of established yourself as a catcher. So let's kind of walk through your Maranatha journey. And, hey, you started at a different high school. And tell me a little bit about your time there and what led to transferring to Maranatha, aside from the fact that – because Maranatha is in Village Christian's division. We know how good Maranatha is. Uh, so what led to the transfer? Um, Notre Dame was a good fit for me at first, but then as time went on academically for me, it wasn't the right fit. Maranatha had a learning assistance program, which, um, helped me out a lot throughout my, uh, athletic journey and academic journey. I have ADHD and all that. So that having that there and that resource helped out a lot, which was probably 75% of the choice of why I transferred. I don't think people realize how hard school is for not just for athletes but in general and especially uh you know finding the right fit so good for you that you found the right fit but what what was it like transferring to maranatha and first of all maranatha for our people that don't know our people listening in upstate california or norcal wherever that may be maranatha is in pasadena california um but what was it like when you transferred were you uh, welcome in with some some warm big open arms uh very much so good uh, my my catching slash hitting coach is actually one of the assistant coaches there. Um, my facility that I hit at is literally a block away, so that's actually the home facility of Maranatha Baseball, where we hit, we train, we work out, all that stuff. And then our field is actually right down the street at Jackie Robinson, which is right across from the Rose Bowl, which is an absolutely beautiful place. Um, yeah. So I when. Jackie Robinson Field, uh, I believe it's a home of, to Pasadena City College, but it, it's it's a relatively huge. It's a huge field uh, to left field to straightaway center. You know the foul grounds are absolutely insanely large. There's nothing stopping. The only thing that separates the in play line is you know the 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 foul line, the chalk. That's what keeps it in bound, uh, in play. But when you played there, was it a little bit of a learning curve then to Notre Dame's wicked awesome? you know, field that everyone's used to, you know, 2.2 million, all that stuff. For sure. Um, down the line to left field, it says 375, but that thing hasn't been measured since Jackie Robinson played there. Mm. That's the running joke around there. But um, <laughs> it's probably more like plays like 385. The wind doesn't really blow there all that much once in a while. Um, I think I saw maybe one home run there. No, I saw two home runs there my whole career. Um one being from Eli Payton, who's the first baseman at UCLA now. And another one being probably one of the farthest home runs I've ever seen hit the year that we won CIF um, uh, from a team that I think was from Redlands. I can't remember exactly, but yeah. And then the backstop there is just unbelievably big and the stands are huge. So the only difference was probably going from, you know, all turf to dirt. But other than that, Field's pretty big. It was beautiful. We actually had uh, grass brought in from the Rose Bowl my junior year. They held a festival there, which completely ruined the field. And 
their compromise was they were going to bring infield or grass from Rose Bowl into the infield, and it was just pretty much Dodger Stadium. That's pretty sweet. <laughs> so you have an event there that kind of messes everything up, and you get rewarded with better yep. grass. But I think that uh, not just baseball players, but catchers in general, uh, don't realize how critical the backstop is. And if you want to play at the next level, you see MLB ballparks, the backstop, there really is none. Typically, it's where you display advertisements, so it's far back. And so clearly, that had to have been a, a learning curve, like you just said. But uh, how much did that impact you when you actually played ball and you were getting time in at catcher and I don't know how I haven't seen you play so I, I, I don't want to assume you had a few pass balls or wild pitches but what happened there um what's crazy is actually my buddy that's at U of A we uh starting pitcher he we had a 51 inning streak where we didn't have a scored run and I think I had three pass balls that should have been pass balls but I managed to somehow get to them but yeah, it was a it was a big learning curve. It's it's huge. There's no wall. It's just a fence. So when the ball hits it, it just stops right there. It doesn't come back to you. So almost if it's a pass ball to the fence, you might as well forget about it with a runner on third because that's an automatic run. But you know, we had a few catchers fly balls, catcher pops, as we like to call them, and you know that helped us out a lot because people that you know came to our field, they didn't know that the backstop was so big so you could run and get it even though maybe at certain fields it was out of play so there was definitely the home field advantage there uh, last thing about maranatha i want to hear a little bit about your championship run that you had uh when you guys won cif your junior year uh, uh i believe it was uh dawson nets he was your your guy from uh who was playing ball at arizona so he was your guy in the rotation but uh, walk me through the title run you guys had back in 2019 um, that was the year I transferred there. It was an absolutely unbelievable year. Definitely one of the greatest years of my life. I mean, I had friends that I'll never forget about still probably one of my best friends is Dawson. Um, you know, Nick Iverson who came from Notre Dame as well. Who's at UC Davis. Now, I mean, we had probably 11, I think nine or 10 D one commits on that team. Um, it was just unbelievable. And then being able to play Cal State Fullerton's field as a sophomore, I believe, was just unbelievable. Um, it was just super, super fun. Great learning experience. Just unbelievable. So when I followed your journey, I saw that you had originally committed to Grand Canyon University. Uh, walk me through the scouting process before we talk a little bit about USC. Walk me through the scouting process that led you not only to get looked at by GCU, but say, hey, I want to verbally commit. Why was it, you know, lopes up? Um, so for me, I had I had played on GBG, which is Garcia Power Baseball Group, and there was this other kid who is actually there now, and he was committed there, and then – I also played for another team called SGV Arsenal who had some connections there as well. And so just playing in Arizona weekend after weekend after weekend, obviously they're at all the tournaments. Um, and so they saw me. And then one thing that they do great um, is they have all their kids go to a camp, committed kids go to a camp one time. They hope one time every year. So I went to one of those performed pretty well threw a runner out, didn't get a hit, but I had three line drives and, after that, you know, committed, and yeah, that was that. School is also beautiful. I call it a mini SC. It's it's a 
all brand new, state of the art. Um, not the same fashion as SC, but it's you know all brand new. I don't know what to compare it to, but it's a di- smaller. It's a different energy smaller. than it's a smaller of a yeah. big school. I like to think of it because it's not. Yeah. It doesn't hold twenty four hundred. I know a lot of kids from Village Christian go there. Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big apparently it's a big uh, lacrosse program. <laughs> I know that. The th- sets of uh, bro- brothers at Village, three of them, they all went to GCU and they're all playing lacrosse. But, uh, you know, that's interesting. I didn't really think about that, that you're pl- playing tournaments out in Arizona and that led you <laughs> to get recruited. But also you say you threw some guys out. A uh, big factor in catching is, of course, pop time. Uh, you want to flex your pop time real quick or are you still you still working on uh, getting it down? Still working on nothing crazy. Fastest time ever recorded is probably a 1-9. But okay. there is another freshman here at USC that has a pretty insane pop time. He's got like a one eight five. So, yeah. You know, it's amazing how you it's working. amazing how you just said that's a really amazing pop time and that's that I think you said 0.05 difference than your pop time. You have a 1.9 you said and then the other guy has a 1.85. That's but in pop time that's just that little 0.05 just separates you so much. But now what happened that led you to now commit to USC and now where you where you're at right now you're playing ball at University of Southern California. Um, you know what, for me, I have a friend that goes here and then another friend that was committed here or is committed here, went to Notre Dame, Tyler Stromsberg. And, um, you know, he, I always saw him go to USC. I'm like, wow, that's a pretty cool school. So ever since then, you know, I wanted to go there and I got a lot better from my freshman and sophomore year. And, you know, I wanted to stay close to home. And so as soon as they had an opening here, I hopped right on it. Now this is a this is relatively not personal, Bob, but you can share as much as you want. I know USC is very hard financially. Did you get a little bit of a scholarship to play baseball, or was it more of a hey, we have a spot for you, come on down to USC? Yeah, hey, we have more of a spot for you. I was the second to last recruit, so but there's definitely a lot of kids here that <clears throat> you know are on you know a, a walk on kind of side. There's walk ons, preferred walk ons. There's a little bit of a difference, but there's a lot of kids like that. You know, it's a pretty expensive school for so for them to get some good kids, they definitely have to give out some higher scholarships. Well, people, I mean, just in general, getting getting uh, the words from a coach in high school say, "Hey, we have a spot for you in USC." That's a it's a pretty awesome program and a pretty awesome school. But now, uh, college is definitely a thing, and also so is competition. I know that you went into Maranatha and you play, and you were playing a little bit right off the bat. Uh, now at USC, you're a freshman. You just said you had to compare yourself to another freshman catcher. Uh, what's the competition like? Is there a spot for you right now, or are you still, hey, I'm the freshman, I'm still working my way up, and then come sophomore, maybe junior year, I'll get myself you know, in the starting nine consistently? Most definitely, most definitely. Um, the other freshman's a great catcher as well. Um, I hurt my back about two weeks ago. That set me back a lot, but I felt like I was in the running. I was doing decently well pretty well I like to say um before I hurt my back which is unbelievable because it was about a week and a half before season so that set me back but you know for now I'm just going to keep competing perfect way of putting it keep competing well uh prayers for up for quick recovery uh but now this 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 podcast talks a lot about uh balancing school you mentioned it earlier about how hard it is doing school uh in high school and how that was a big factor of you transferring I'm no, I don't know anything about USC's academics. I've just heard stuff. I feel it's hard. What's, what's your major you're, you're, you are in? Are you real estate in? development? Ooh, that's a cool one. Tell me a little bit about that real quick. 
So basically for me, it was between business and real estate development and business is definitely a, a more prestigious school. It's like number four in the country. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, for me, the real estate offered, a, I think, believe between four and six elective classes. So that basically means you can pick whatever you want to, to take that class. And so when I, when that comes time, I'm definitely going to pick some insurance classes being a family from insurance. So that was a big choice and why I pick real estate. Um, yeah. And, you know, real estate to be a real estate agent would be super cool as well. Uh, you said insure and I got to, I got to share a quick story with you, man. Growing up, uh, you know, at, back when we went to middle school and elementary together, I always, you all, we always talk about companies every now and then we'd say like, Hey, well, there's a windows computer. And you'd always be like, Hey, my dad insures them. And I'm like, we have family of insurance. So now that it's kind of funny that you know, four years later, we're having an in-depth conversation about, uh, your career, your education and you know, your sports and you're saying family of insurance. And I'm like, I, I literally was thinking about that today when we were going to hop on the zoom call. So, uh, good for you for being able to pick out a major, but how do you balance it out with, with your practice? What's your practice schedule like for baseball? Considering the fact that we had to, we, it took us a while to, to, to meet on zoom because you've got a busy, busy schedule practicing. So walk me through a little bit about the practice schedule. For sure. Now in season, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday game, most likely Tuesday game have to have a day off Monday, Wednesday, Thursday is a practice, usually two to three hours, whatever whatever they choose it also has to do with some ncaa rules which i'm not too familiar with that's why i don't really pay attention to that but um yeah it's it's pretty pretty hard you know class from 8 to 12 usually every day i'm lucky i get friday mornings off or friday off in general um but yeah it's pretty hard you know i have a midterm this week a, a project due on thursday there's a lot of work to be done and there's definitely a lot of kids that have more work than me and i just it's crazy how they even have time for a social life after school and baseball we don't even have a social life right now that's that's insane i mean good uh, i i said good luck on midterms man those things are crazy i got i gotta do a, a quiz tonight by midnight so but you know you got to balance stuff out. You got to try to, at least I, I don't think anybody really has a fair balance because we're constantly adapting, especially in these times. So, uh, COVID protocols, there has to be some, I assume with baseball and with USC. So what kind of precautions, not only is USC taking, but what is the USC baseball program taking? Oh, there's plenty. They have, we get tested two to three times a week. When do you, we get, travel do you get shoved up the nose or do you gotta go, you go down the throat? What's no, the we have a spit test. Oh, dang. Um, okay. Yeah. It's super quick, super easy, super nice. Um, you know, mask everywhere. Things are sanitized six feet apart, all that stuff. I mean, you name it, we have it. Stuff. Sanitization, all that. The stuff that we've heard consistently for the past year that we're so friggin' sick of, but Hopefully this stuff ends soon. But uh, how how on a, on like a not a social level, but what's the camaraderie been like uh, with your with your guys at USC? You making friends uh, not just with baseball kids, but just in general. And first uh, answer that, and then after, oh. and then after that, I want to hear about are you doing like a hybrid model type of learning, or are all your classes on Zoom? All online. Um, social friends outside of baseball are legit non-existent, <laughs> and I have. I've made plenty of friends. Guys are super cool on the team. Some of the best guys I've been around. It's for sure going to be a tight team. Well, I think that it's kind of hard to have a social life outside of baseball because that's what you're doing. And 
you know, gave the right answer. You know, you're not really supposed to be socializing, going to par- exactly. going to parties. You know, I think you and me both can speak of this. Both of our camp, Cal Lutheran had an outbreak in November. I heard USC had one around the holidays, but you know, thank God you're okay. And you know, at least you're still doing your thing. Um, but with that, with that being said, talking a little bit about the, the camaraderie, where are you, where do you see yourself? Not socially, but balancing things out in the future. Do you, you said that it's hard having a social life. Do you think that you're ever going to experience that college fun of, Hey, maybe go like staying up you know, late with a bunch of new people I've never met before in the common commons or, you know, whatever that may be. Probably not for me. Um, Strictly yeah, business. Yeah, strictly business. I'm not a partier and I'm exhausted already. And what time is it? It's 720 and I still got to find a way to do work. So for me, probably not. I have a girlfriend, um, family, love to see my family. So it's just going to be baseball school, friends that are on the baseball team, family, and that's it. Well, I got to say, man, that's just hella, uh, like admirable that, you know, you, you're, you're living so close to home. With that being said, if you want to see your family, you know, there is that responsibility of, you know, I have a, I have a bubble. I see my, uh, my team, I see my girlfriend, but it's been that way for the past couple of months. I assume that that's, that's been the case for you, but you sound just very responsible for it. And, you know, growing, growing here being with you in my, like you in my life, I've had no doubts that you were going to be like a, a great kid now, a young man and heading into a college and doing awesome things. But when, when you say the responsibility of managing COVID, um, what is it like? How often do you travel home? Because you said USC is so close to home. That's a reason why you're there. Not very often. I think the last time I was there is maybe a month ago, and that was during Christmas time, I believe. So maybe a little over a month ago. Was it uh, was it hard adapting uh, when you first moved to campus, or is it like, hey, I've been waiting for this moment for 18 years, or in your case, 19 <laughs> years? Let's get it. Let's get yeah, it. Yeah, a little bit for sure. Even being close to home. I mean, I miss my parents and miss my family. My brother's off you know, at a professional soccer academy in Arizona. So that's different. So it's only my sister left and she's going off to college in two years. So I think I just sitting around today, I, I really was not in the mood to, to make some lunch. And I think that when you first move to campus and you're like, Hey, I don't have my parents, you know, pack me a lunch to go to school yep. and I don't have cafe money. Like this is, this is on me. It's a, it's a, it's a shift I got to make and an adjustment I have to make. And you mentioned your brother, he's in a, how much does family you know mean to you? Your brother, you're, you have a very athletic family. Your brother is in a professional soccer academy in Arizona. Your sister is a varsity volleyball player that is getting looked at. So what, what does that obviously family mean to you but also you know you have that athletic family so you guys are all had that big thing in common yeah it's it's unbelievable my my brother you know he's doing things probably better than I am he's at a professional soccer academy you know maybe gonna sign a pro contract every kid that's on their academy team which he's on right now and starts all almost all the minutes has signed a pro contract or d1 scholarship um, and then my sister's playing volleyball. She doesn't know what she wants to do yet. She doesn't know if she wants to play in college, but she still could play in college if she wants to. She's very good. And then my mom being in the Hall of Fame at her school, and then my dad being a super good football player. It's just crazy. It's it's pretty awesome. You grew up in a really big baseball household. You know, I remember in middle school, this kid was one of the two sixth graders that made the varsity team with a bunch of seventh and eighth graders. It was you, and it was I believe it was Jake Kavinsky, if you remember. Jake, it was you too, but man, that's just crazy. But you know, good for you. And uh, last question before we wrap up, I want to just get some advice from you. You, 
had a lot of ball. You played travel. You played club. You've trained with professionals. You've you know been looked at by colleges. You committed, then decommitted, and now you're at uh, USC and you're at a really good program and getting a spot and you're getting time, which is so important now because you know not many sports are getting playing time because of state stuff but thank gosh things are starting to ease up a little bit not just with cases but with restrictions as well but uh what's some advice you can just drop down um for kids wow i would say find someone that believes in you and that is willing to um you know take you under your wing and my you know my scout ball coach and then my hitting and uh, catching coach but just find someone that's willing to push you and then take you under their wing and, you know, shove you out to colleges. Um, you know, just train. I would say five days a week at, at the minimum. Uh, yeah. At the minimum, you know, do something every day, almost maybe take the weekends off, enjoy your life. But, you know, for sure, when you're in high school, you got to grind, you got to play, you got to go out to, you know, tournaments in Arizona, things like that. <clears throat> I mean, you hit it right on the head, you know, not ev- not every baseball player in high school can be like, "Hey, I want to play at Vandy. I got to play at Michigan. I got to play at Mississippi State. I got to play at the big D one colleges." No, you got to go where, you know, they give you the money, they give you the spot, or wherever it may be, whatever just fits best for you. And it seems that you found a program that fits best for you. Hopefully, you- everything goes well, and you guys do well this season. You said you got a tough loss the other day, and your coach was hard on you on practice. But I think that's what a good coach does. Uh, and with that being said, Ethan, bro, thanks for, for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. It was good chatting with you. Thank you.